Welcome back to Mandemic Mondays. This is the emergency episode. That's right. We are not really here. We're we're doing it's a breakthrough podcast. It's unexpected. (laughs) Breakthrough. You know how topical. Well, thank you. I was talking about my career, but you could you could you could refer to the virus if you wanted to. Um, We're all transitioning. What or what do they call it? Mutating. It's awesome. Oh Um, boy, mutation Mondays. Yeah, well, we had to. We had to come back and, you know, hold our promise of talking about Schmigadoon. And this is the only way you'll talk to me anymore. Because <laughs> our friendship barely survived season one. Unless I have a microphone in front of me, I'm not interested in saying anything, you know? Wow. Yeah, that's how it is now. <laughs> it's so yeah, sexy in the bedroom. There are a lot of people that reminds me of, but <laughs> I don't think any of those people are flattering comparisons, so I shan't say. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, but they're powerful. That's the important thing. Hi. Hi. One minute in and I dropped a shant. Well, that's okay. That happens to me sometimes after I... chili. What? Gross. <laughs> Ew. I'm sorry. Perha- perhaps I was inspired by the old-fashioned musicale <laughs> known as Schmigadoon. Or as I like to say, don't. Is that really what you like to say? Well, I, I thought of it and I thought it was pretty great. I mean, I've only, you're the only person I would ever talk to about Schmigadoon. <laughs> what? Water cooler conversation. It's everywhere, no? Um, is it? I don't know. Nobody else. I have talked about it to a couple people and nobody knew what I was talking about. So Apple TV is definitely trying to sweep this under the rug. But Schmigadoon is like a musical, a musical show on Apple TV. I have a feeling we're going to disagree on its quality, but, but, that's just because that's our brand. What did you mm-hmm. think of Schmigadoon? I love it. Unabashedly <laughs> and passionately. Of course you do. <laughs> of course I do. How do you not? Ugh. Mandy Fabian. I know. You would think that I would love it. I thought there was something. I watched two episodes because I was like, well, maybe it's just the pilot. Um, I did not love it at all. In fact, wow. and you know I love musicals. You do love musicals, but you don't know the musicals that this is parodying. And I think that might be right. part of it. Although my very handsome husband, Jeremy, watched with me yeah. after I had seen the first episode and I loved it. And he's like, well, I'll try it. And I said, I'm not sure because you don't know. He knows like three musicals. Yep. And they're all cats. And <laughs> I and but he really liked it. He said, oh, I don't need to know what they're parodying. I can. I, he enjoyed the style and the choreography is brilliant. The choreography and... is brilliant. It, it is. It is. The performers are all very, very good. It's just, yeah. to me, it's like, it's the same joke over and over and over again. And I like musicals, but I will say, even when I watched what was one of them, I think it was maybe My Fair Lady that Patrick and I went and saw. And because I love musicals, I was like, I'm going to love this. I love singing in the rain. I love old timey stuff. But in My Fair Lady, I definitely was like, oh, God, they're singing again. Like, yeah, it wasn't. I guess I'm used to the more modern musicals. And sure. Uh, here's my third criticism. Then I'll say I feel like the the two leads are mm-hmm. so heightened and as if Mm -hmm. they're on a Broadway stage, even when they're having their normal life and breakup and conversation and romance, I don't buy it. So the contrast between them and the musical world isn't that much to me. I'm like, why are they so heightened and fake? So the, so the difference between them and this real world, I don't, I didn't buy it. I I was like, you're talking about 
So my boyfriend Keegan Michael Key, who I love, who I love, and I think is so. A, is I assume a by heightened and fake, you mean perfect in every way. Is that? <laughs> Yeah. Is that what Look, you mean? I think he's better than what he's doing in this show. I don't, it's weirdly. Well, so far he's limited because he's just the, oh boy, another musical, I hate musicals guy, which will change because he is a musical guy. So we know he's going to bust it out. Right. Soon. And he's also like, there, I don't know that, I don't get why they're boyfriend and girlfriend. He hates everything. Because they had she's, such a meet cute with the candy. But she, so, uh, she's movie, so whiny. She's so needy. She's so like, everything you do is wrong. I'm like, just break up with her and move on. Why is he still with her? I really, well, I, I don't get it. I, I'm like, ugh, I don't care whether they get back together. And I, but I, I, and I love the idea of the musical. I really do. I loved the idea. And I love the dancing. Just the pitch to people are in a in an unhappy relationship and they end up in a magical land where they must find true love to escape from the magical musical land. Yes. That's the premise. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's so simple. Really great. It's so easy. It's a great uh, premise. The movie starts with the two of them. They are both working in a hospital and they meet cute at a vending machine and then we see them fall in love and then very quickly it switches to... uh it, it it felt very similar to 30 Nights. What? My movie. <laughs> that's a, available that's a on great Tubi film. and several other platforms. Schmigadoon is nothing like 30 Nights. 30 Nights but is it, better. In quickly ca- encapsulating like how their relationship has fallen apart and yes. grown stale. That, yeah. You know, we, we see that very quickly. Oh, they're grown stale. They take each other for granted. They're not happy. They go to an, a, a retreat, I would assume you would go to, where their names are on heart-shaped rocks and they're okay. out in the woods. Yeah. You know, you've been there. You wrote that. I have not been there, but like, I'm really also very tired of that whole, like, if you do crystals, you must be a crazy person. Like, I don't, I did. I am like, oh my God, every, everything is a giant stereotype. It's all like big, just big, broad representations of something, which by the way, though, I also, when, when comedies get too broad, they lose me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't a big fan of there's something about Mary and like the super old lady mm-hmm. and the, you know, yeah. I'm not yeah. a big fan of the super broad stuff. Okay. Because I All right. I have really discerning taste. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I'm pretty You're sophisticated. Like really smart. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> let's do the rest of the episode in Upspeak. Okay. We could. All right. I guess. Um, so our two lead characters Upspeak. get lost. Upspeak. That's I. I. That's I, you just taught me something today. I didn't even know really? that was a thing. I mean, I the know Kardashians, what it is. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know so, it was a thing. Okay. Um, they end up in a magical land, and there is a massive opening number that I found so delightful. It really rips off Wizard of Oz, Oklahoma, and Brigadoon. Yeah. And the lyrics are really funny. At ten minutes, even peaked. Tickets. I repeat, we are we're not ticket holders. Stop it. What I'm saying.
charming. It's Wicker Man. And we're back where the men are men and the cows are cows. Like, that is hilarious to me. And the number is choreographed so perfectly. And the costumes and the, the way it's lit and the performers are all wonderful. And I think that might be the number where a drunk old guy says, I do unspeakable things to pigs. That was very funny. Right. And it's just like, what? What just happened? Did we just hear that? Um, yeah. So I think that was the only moment that made me laugh. Oh, I I was hooked. I was instantly hooked from that opening number. But you love musical. I mean, you. I do. Yeah. Unabashedly, like, kind of like I love Will Ferrell. You know, or As Melissa McCarthy. Or as do I very forgiving of their stuff because. But you don't like broad comedy. It's an interesting. They ground it. Contradiction. But they ground it like they ground everything they do in something that feels. And they don't. I mean, I don't know that they the stuff that they write like I I like them as performers. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just I guess I didn't buy it. Wow. Buy it. So the cast is amazing once they cross over into this world. The mayor of the town is Alan Cumming. Yep. And the incredibly Ooh. uptight, pious, evil, I don't know what she is. is She's she like the, wife? you no. know, in, um, it reminds me of that in Guys and Dolls, the woman who runs the... Sarah Brown? Well, maybe not Sarah Brown, but like, wasn't, didn't Sarah Brown have a boss? I don't know. The typical, like, I believe in Jesus and, and yes. God and I'm a moral... And- she is played by one of my yeah. absolute heroes, Christian Chenoweth. Yeah. Who I absolutely love. She's flawless in this role. And at one point she says, pardon my Jewish, but <laughs> and it's so funny. She's just incredible. And then the real star, of course, is Aaron Tveit. He is a mega, mega uh, musical theater star on Broadway who went to Ithaca College, my alma mater. Nice. I think I, I, think I just missed him by like 12 years. Uh, he's much younger than I am. And he is so phenomenally talented. And now he's being used in tons of film and TV. And he is playing uh, oh, the a bad, character it, named Danny Bailey. He's the bad who's boy. Like the town bad boy. And, he, it's, and that's just carousel direct like just rip off that character and then he does this very long self-referential song he's perfect he's tonally perfect he's perfect in every way he's perfect it's really really funny that you would say that because i was like why this guy he didn't he didn't strike me as he's a great singer and i thought he hit the the comic notes but he didn't seem exceptionally handsome or charismatic or the kind of guy that you would fall in love with in spite of yourself. I, I but again, you're you're go you're sitting there going, oh my God, it's the scene from Carousel. And mm-hmm. and I like I loved the nod when he's like I, I, I won't settle down or whatever that song was that mm-hmm. he did. You know, they're like, you're not going right. to tie me down. It'll never right. happen. I loved the tone of that because that's such yeah. a an archaic trope. Yeah. 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 But again, I, I love the tone of it. I'm like, oh, that's funny. But then it goes on and on and on. And it's the same joke. We're like, oh, are we singing again? Like, it's the same joke every single time, which, of course, that's the premise of the show. Right. But I didn't I didn't really get that it was it was like heightened. 
And it's only 22 minutes, so I'm surprised you found it so repetitive. I mean, it really is a short, it's just a, the length of a sitcom. Oh, God. I so, feel terrible. I, you know, but you know, this is the problem that I'm having is that I maybe I don't like anything, but I wanted to like it. I really did. I was like, yeehaw. I sat down with my ice cream. I was going to have a little schmigadoon mommy me time. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so I assume you mean you were masturbating through it. Definitely out, was touching myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, that can maybe that's maybe that's why nothing measures up, you know, distracting. <laughs> if oh. it's not getting me off quicker, I just don't want to watch it. You know, <laughs> you can quote well, me on that. That's on a the, T-shirt I have. The The writers are the uh, Cinco Paul and Ken Dario from Secret Life of Pets and Minions and stuff like they, these are pedigreed funny writers. And I, I, I was totally on board. I love it. I love that you were. I think probably because for me, I love the singing and dancing. I love that. Mm-hmm. But even in a musical, I want to care about somebody. So probably... Care It right. looks gorgeous. <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe that's it. Like maybe... I just wasn't like I found her and he to both be so unattractive. I didn't see why the other one wanted to be with them. I mean, they're both mm-hmm. good looking people, but I didn't buy it. I didn't buy that they were in love, that they were seven. It was so typical. Like, I I felt like they were reading off of a script and be like, this is what people say when they're falling out of love. I didn't it didn't grab oh. me. And I, I didn't. I wasn't rooting for them anyway. I wanted them to break up because they were making each other so miserable. Right. And and I don't. And I also just as a as a logic thing, when a character's like, "Oh, you're so unhappy. Why don't you want to stay with me? Did you just say you don't love me? Why did you say you don't love me?" And I'm like, "Well, because mm-hmm. of course he doesn't love you because you're being awful. I don't love you right now." <laughs> right. I, you know, there. I would have had to see her like, I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't. I just wanted them to break up. So then the whole premise of the show is you want them to get back together and I didn't care. Uh, Right. I don't know that the premise of the show is wanting them to get back together, to be honest. I'm curious to see where it goes. I predict it won't end up that way. I agree with you that they are not the most appealing characters. It's really the world of Schmigadoon that is appealing. It's not them. And they are just our conduits into that world. Yeah. Of Aaron Tveit shirtless do you think he'll be shirtless in an, in an episode soon i think he will <laughs> I, I well you could write letters you know since it's an old-timey world you could send a telegram and see if they get oh. it you know can uh, i borrow one of your horses you could borrow my telegraph machine i still have one you're so generous i'm 104 did, did you not that's my big birthday's coming up 105 oh my <laughs> yes this year <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'll plan something. <laughs> so just but right before we give our man's jobs, I just want to ask, did you laugh at corn pudding? I love that they started singing about corn pudding. And then when they sang a whole song about corn pudding, I was like, oh, my God, no. During corn pudding, <laughs> Dove Cameron, who's adorable, and I just love her from The Descendants. Yeah, she's great. She She leans up on the hot pot. Of corn pudding. She just like puts her, her, oh, I'm doing it and, and I look adorable, but the, yeah. the people can't see me. But it's really funny. It's just like, she's just like leans on the big flaming tub of corn pudding and, and doesn't get burned. Yeah. I just, there were lots of little touches that I enjoyed like that. Can you give it man's jobs? I Be can. kind. Be gentle. No, I, I wanted to like it. I think my problem was with the main, the main characters. And then, mm-hmm. As we were going through every song, 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I get bored in a musical if the song isn't like furthering the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and you don't think Corden Puddin <laughs> forwarded the story. <laughs> I will grant you that. Oh, my God. Um, like even the, the song the mayor sings about wanting to be with a man and, you know, and I was like, oh, we get it. I got that because your name is right. Love a Man Alicious or whatever, which is a really funny name. But it was like it didn't heighten yeah. the joke. It's like, I get right. it. I don't know. Um, I sound so cynical and I'm really not. And by the way, Dove Cameron, I think she's from Cloud Nine, right? Isn't she on that Disney movie Cloud Nine starring Patrick Fabian? I feel like. Oh, I think that's what she's most famous for. Yeah, sure. Um, Sure. Yeah, (laughs) whatever. They they text sometimes. But um, so man jobs. I'm going to say, I don't know. I'll give it. I give it two and three, two and a half, three, somewhere in there. Two and a half. I give three it man three jobs. for people that really, really love musicals because I I can see where you know if somebody, I, but I love musicals so I don't know. I am going to give it four and a half jazz man jobs. <laughs> jazz man's. Wow. On a scale of one to five, you're giving it four and a half. Well, I would probably only give it four, but I want to counterbalance your two and a half. I get if it. you'll go three, I'll I'll go down to four. <laughs> You don't ever have to go down to four for me, baby. I want you to shine, you know? Oh. Don't nobody puts Mandy in a corner. Now that wow. was a good That's musical a good movie. Musical. <laughs> Come on. Not a musical, but okay. <laughs> if it was Schmigga Dirty Dancing, I'd love it. No? Okay. Billion dollar idea. No, I'm I'm shark tanking <laughs> that right now. <laughs> So, Mand, yeah, you know, you've talked about some podcasts that you listen to other than yeah. ours, of course, and I've talked yeah. about some. And I recently opened a whole Pandora's box of podcasts on Audible. Oh. And I, yeah, and I found there's tons of included podcasts with your subscription because Audible mm. takes care of us. Oh, my God. And I started listening to a really gruesome one called The Wonderland Murders that I don't recommend to you. <laughs> It's not for the faint of heart. It's gruesome. I can't but, believe um, that you can listen to that stuff. That's amazing. I know. It's so weird. I know. But uh, but they also have like, I'm I'm checking all these out. They have Elizabeth Banks has a podcast called My oh, Body, yeah. My Podcast. Oh, yeah. I want to check that out. Yeah. There's tons of included free podcasts on Audible. So if you go to... And are they only on Audible? They're only on Audible, right? I think they're exclusive. If you go to audibletrial.com slash mandemic, you get to use our promo code for your one month free trial. Pick a book, pick something, download (sighs) it, listen to it, enjoy it. Now that you can go on planes again, you can take it on a plane, download it. Yeah. Yeah. It's on your phone. Exercising, which I don't do, but I hear Audible's great for that too. It's really great for everything. It saves your place no matter where you are in the content. And then if you don't choose to stick with Audible, which you will, you can keep that book. Yeah, I love a free book. And they have everything, not just books. They have podcasts, comedy, memoirs. Do they have hot dogs? (laughs) No, I love a free hot dog. That's all. Sure. (laughs) Uh, They they don't have hot dogs, but they have everything else. Go to audibletrial.com slash pandemic. And let us know what you think. Get in there and get it, guys. I have to tell you, I had another run-in with Steven Soderbergh. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. Do tell. On the plane coming back from um coming back from uh Pittsburgh, uh-huh. I watched a movie called uh Let Them All Talk. It's an what H- is that? It's an HBO Max original. It's got all the people I love. Diane Weist, Meryl Streep, Candace Bergen. Ooh. Um and then a couple other people that I don't really know. But mm-hmm. I was like, I saw those three ladies and I was like, ooh, I am in. And then I watched the first like five minutes of the movie and I was like, ooh, I love this. I love the tone. It's ooh. kind of artistic and interestingly shot. And it's all it's all shot on this cruise ship. And after like after like three minutes, you go, oh, I, I'm watching a commercial for a cruise line. OK, all right. Beauty, beauty shots <laughs> of the yacht that crosses from the New York to the to London. I get it. Really great little premise. And then the movie completely like falls apart and is redundant and so slow. And you're going, oh my God, kill me now. Kill me now. Now I blew the punchline because by the end I was like, oh fuck, who did this to me? Who wasted all of this talent and made this movie so slow with no sense of pace? And then at the end it's like directed by Steven Soderbergh. I was like, (gasps) So the whole time I'm expecting him to be sitting next to you on the plane. That's like when you're like, I had a run in with Steven Soderbergh. I'm like, oh, obviously she's going to finish the movie and turn to him and go, this was a steaming pile of crap and it's going to be Steven Soderbergh. That would have been a great story. But no, but I, you know, I just feel like Steven and I are breaking up. I used to be a big fan and now he's 0 for 2 with me. And, you know, you know, I only give the shark, perhaps, you know, I only give somebody like six more chances before I'll break up with them. So (laughs) Steven and I are on the rocks. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway, oh so don't don't watch Let Them All Talk or watch the first five minutes. Pretty good. Well, Stephen, if you're listening, I recommend taking her to Vegas. It always works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, so I don't have anything uh, like I didn't watch anything new uh, because I was having a week long sex party because oh. Casey went to sleepaway camp. Oh, for my a week. God. You guys just effed all day, didn't you? All day, all night. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. And uh, it was it was really incredible. And he has a swagger now that he didn't have before he left. And it's really great. Like it it gave him a sense of independence and making new friends and finding his way. And I don't care about Casey. Tell me about the sex party. I mean, I'm glad he's happy. But what what did you guys do without your child? What the fuck is this? A parenting podcast? Tell me. Oh, boy. We worked. Isn't that terrible? We worked and we went out for dinner one weeknight because we never get to do that. Yeah. And we went to a really disappointing, gross seafood restaurant oh. in West Hollywood. Oh, no. Ugh. So that was like what we did. We didn't we didn't get arrested. We didn't, <laughs> you know, no swinging. I read oh. a book once where like every time the kids go to sleepaway camp, the whole neighborhood has swinging parties, like all the parents. We didn't what? do that. Who wrote that book? I want to know. COVID. About <laughs> no one RSVP'd because of COVID. I know. Yeah, those yeah. days are over. <laughs> those days are over. <laughs> we will be back. Yep. In about a month. Yep. With season two. Yeah. Looking forward then, to it. Try to avoid Schmigadoon. Unless you unless you love musicals, in which case. Unless you have a heart <laughs> and a soul. Unless you really care about relationships and people who act like they're really in relationships then you know avoid but no i'm kidding i'm kidding it's fine well i'll learn to love it maybe i'll watch more of it because uh until they come up with another nexium uh vow documentary thing i i I don't know what else i can watch it's gonna keep my attention i'm listening to the podcast now it's super good 
Oh, yeah. I, do. I listened to that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Bye. All right, my love. I talk to you later. Until next time. Until next time. Adios. Mandemic Mondays is a production of the next real film podcasts at True Story FM. Engineering by Pete Wright. Yay! Music by Ian Post. Woohoo! Find the show at truestory.fm slash mandemic. And if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for us too. And don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>